Oh, mama, nothing can trigger us quite like our kids. There is something about raising these little humans that pick up every bad habit that we have and have their own wills and their own agendas, which oftentimes are the exact opposite of what we have. Their behavior triggers us, their attitudes trigger us, their messes trigger us, their speed triggers us. There are so many things that trigger us and make us lose our ever-loving minds. But here's the thing. It is not our kids' responsibility to not trigger us. It is our responsibility to heal our wounds and manage our triggers so that their behavior is not triggering us and we are able to show up as responsive, calm, kind, firm, loving parents that can lead, guide, and empower our children without losing our influence. Every time that we yell, threaten, punish, blame, shame, manipulate. However you react when you are triggered, you lose the respect and the trust and the connection that you have with your child. And when you lose that, you also lose your influence. You lose your voice over their lives. It's our responsibility to figure out why we're losing our ever-loving minds on our kiddos and to stop losing our cool. Welcome to the Joyful Mamahood podcast. Today, I will be teaching you seven steps to decode your triggers and the patterns behind your reactions so that you can show up as a more responsive, connected, and less explosive and reactive parent. Let's get started. You know motherhood should be sweeter than this. You are done being stressed out, overwhelmed, and barely keeping your head above water. You've tried to be everything to everyone, and you completely lost yourself in the process. The house is a mess, the kids don't listen, and you can hardly remember the last time you had a date night and really connected with your man. And sleep? What's that? In the middle of the distraction, the noise, the laundry, and the dishes, you started to think that you had to choose between having a successful career or staying home with your kids. But the truth is, you can have it all. The successful career, fun, connected relationships, and a home that feels like a refuge. I'm Kim Macklin, mamahood mentor and certified professional life coach, military spouse of 22 years, classroom teacher turned homeschooling mama to three amazing kiddos, and the host of this podcast, where you will be equipped and empowered to create your own joyful mamahood as you navigate working from home and raising incredible humans. It's time to trade chaos for calm and begin to truly love being a mom, no matter what season of motherhood you are in, so you can yell less, laugh more, and finally rock your career and your motherhood without sacrificing your marriage. Grab your favorite drink or your latest load of laundry, and let's dive deep into positive parenting, time management, marriage, and family. They say raising kids takes a village, mama. Welcome to the hood. Triggers. It doesn't matter how much work you've done, 
what your background is, who you are, who you're raising, who you live with, any of that. We are all susceptible to getting triggered. So in this episode, we are talking about triggers. What triggers your anger? So first off, what is a trigger? Well, a trigger is something that we experience that brings us back to a traumatic event, something in our life that we haven't really processed yet or dealt with, a memory of an event or a series of events, or something that challenges a thought or a belief system. Sometimes triggers can come out of nowhere and other times they are more predictable. You could be having a perfectly calm and lovely conversation with someone and then boom, someone says something and it triggers you, right? It triggers a response. And sometimes that response can be a physical response or it could be an emotional response. Sometimes it can trigger that terrible thought train that creates a lot of mind drama and then all the emotional drama that comes with that as well. Or maybe with our kids, all can be going really well and then we ask them to do something a thousand times and we see that very thing left undone and then we lose our ever loving minds. Cue the yelling and the frustration from both parties. <laughs> we live in a trigger warning society or culture really. And I've noticed in a lot of mom groups, you'll often see the letters TW or trigger warning followed by a topic and then lots of dots and white space before someone begins to tell their story. Many times, People need this because they haven't actually healed from the wounds or the trauma in their lives. And so people throw down with a trigger warning so that someone can just keep scrolling or they aren't surprised and then have their day totally wrecked by scrolling social media. It's so commonplace because so many people haven't actually healed from that moment and then an event triggered the memory or the emotions tied up in that experience. As a whole, we're not really doing the work to heal these wounds and instead we just kind of numb. We avoid them and we don't get to the root of it because we're uncomfortable and then something happens and we're triggered. We're reactive. We're unable to remain calm. If we know what triggers us and if we are aware of what's going on, sometimes we can see it coming and then we can remove ourselves from the situation or we can really focus on doing some things that are going to keep us in our calm state of being versus getting us amped up into the fight or flight survival mode type type of reactive response. Other times it's more of a rapid fire and we don't see it coming. We're totally caught off guard. And sometimes this just happens because we get in this perfect And we don't respond the way we know we should or in the most optimal way. So what triggers you? When are you likely to lose your cool? Do you have an awareness around this or are you still learning? 
Or is this concept completely new to you? It doesn't matter what your answer is, you aren't alone at whatever stage you are in. And what I know from doing the work myself and from working with clients who I've had the privilege of helping to identify their triggers, do the mindset work around the beliefs that set them off, care for themselves so they are better able to manage the stress that builds, that interferes with them keeping their cool, the relationships they have with those around them are more positive, cooperative, and connected. And then the joy of motherhood really starts to fall into place. So I'm going to share with you six things that you can do to track your trigger because it really all starts with awareness. And when you notice the feeling of being out of control or you can notice what starts to happen right before you feel like you are going to be out of control, you can stop the cycle or that autopilot reaction that you always turn to out of habit. So the goal in this is not necessarily to change yourself, the other people involved, or the situation, but really to notice in order to provide insight. The better that you are able to track your triggers, the more data you can collect, the more patterns that you can notice, the easier it will be to stop yourself in the middle of the event, or better yet, even before it starts. And like I often say, if we can observe without judgment and approach these triggers and this observation as a scientist or a detective collecting data or cues, it's easier to not get emotional and not let that inner mean girl start spewing all of the negativity around the situation. So here are six things that you can do while you are tracking your triggers. Number one, Ask yourself who was involved. This one's pretty easy. So you typically know the people who were involved. Was it just about the person or the people in the room? Or was there another person that played a part at another time of day? Or, or the voice of a person in your head? Or even a bystander, like that judgmental mom at the grocery store while your kid was having a meltdown? Was it actually about your child's meltdown or was it more about the perceived judgment from another person who was there? So number two, what happened? This is your circumstance. It's more of a superficial level of your trigger. And when you are identifying what happened, you really just want to think about the facts as if it were a newscaster reporting an event because that keeps our emotion out of it. So could it have been passive aggressive comments or actions? Um, could it have been insults? Could your kids have been interrupting you? Was someone lying to you? Um, were your children fighting? Was your husband late? Was there a lack of communication? So what happened 
in this event. Number three, how did you feel emotionally speaking? So this is the deeper trigger or the emotion behind the event, right? So when we are deeply triggered, we are filled with a lot of heavy or deep emotions. And sometimes you could be feeling misunderstood. You could be feeling unheard. Were you feeling judged? Did you feel like you had a lack of control around the situation? I'll be very honest with you. This has been an issue with me in the past where, you know, I don't feel like I have control. My kids aren't listening to me or they're not doing what I've asked them to do. And then I feel like I'm losing control of the situation and I'm feeling like I'm triggered because moms should have be able to control their children, right? No. <laughs> so um, maybe you've upset someone. Were you disrespected? Were you excluded for some, from something and your feelings are hurt? Do you feel sad? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel fearful? A lot of times with moms, it is a fear-based trigger. Which leads me to number four. Notice your thoughts. What were you thinking while this was occurring? So if you've been here for a minute, you know that I am often saying that our thoughts create our feelings, which create our action or our inaction. And so when you think about what you were feeling, what were your thoughts right before you started having that feeling. So I mentioned that a lot of things for moms is fear. So if fear was an emotion that you were feeling, what were the thoughts that created that feeling of fear? So for example, maybe you saw your child climbing up the slide and you became fearful that they were going to hurt someone hurt themselves, be in the way of someone else, that other moms were going to judge you for letting your kid go up the slide instead of down the slide. All of those different things could be valid reasons for your fear. And so what happened as a result of that fear? Did you yell at your kid to go up the stairs and down the slide? Did you scoop in and pick them up and get them off of the slide? And then that led to a meltdown. So we want to just without judgment, what were we thinking right before we had that feeling and then the reaction? Number five, what were your physical needs at the time? Were you tired? Were you hungry? Were you sore? Were you sick, worn down? Like not cared for on a very basic level. Reducing overall stress reduces yelling or that experience of losing your ever loving mind on your people. This is an integral part of my signature coaching program. Moms everywhere are worn thin. You are not alone in this. Moms are carrying most, if not all of the burdens of motherhood on their own, and their needs just aren't getting met. 
Their stress is through the roof and it pours out on everyone around them. In the Joyful Mamahood Mentorship, we address this very early on, and it really makes a huge difference to pave the way for everything else that follows in the framework that I teach and the coaching that my clients receive as they navigate that framework. Hey mama, did you know that I have a free actionable guide to help you identify the top mistakes that many moms are making that keep them stressed out and reactive and what to do about them? This valuable guide is completely free and my gift to you. In it, you will discover three mistakes moms make that keep them stressed out, overwhelmed, and exhausted. What actions to take to stop making those mistakes and how to create more peace and harmony in your day to create the joyful mamahood that you long for. Plus, I threw in a couple of mini bonus video teachings that are sure to give you some big ahas and begin to change the narrative of your family. If you want this free gift, follow the link in the show notes to get your Joyful Mama Guide. Once you subscribe, it'll be sent to your inbox immediately. So if you don't see it right away, be sure to check your junk mail. And once you open it, add me to your safe senders list so you don't miss those bonus video teachings that will come your way. I can't wait to bless you in this way and hear how making these changes affects your family. I love receiving your emails and success stories, and I read each email personally, so please feel free to reply or start your own communication. My email is kim at kimmacklin.com, and you can find the link to that email in the show notes as well. Now, back to the show. The sixth thing you want to do when tracking your triggers is ask yourself, how did you respond or react? Did you blame? Did you shame, threaten, punish? Did you exacerbate all of the negative things about your person and get on this downward spiral? Did you become blind to their positive qualities? When we're blinded by our emotions, which is what happens when we're triggered and we lose our minds, we tend to become blind to those positive characteristics or the things that our kids or our spouses or the people who are important to us do well. It's especially important that when you are evaluating your reaction, that you're doing it without judgment. We can be incredibly harsh with ourselves. And all of that negative judgment really is doing us a disservice because then we start that downward spiral thought train and we're more harsh with ourselves and more harsh with ourselves. And we start believing these lies about ourselves based on the judgments that we are speaking over ourselves and nothing productive comes from that at all. So especially with this one, be very gentle with yourself and just state the facts like, okay, I reacted. I yanked my kid off the slide. I raised my voice. I 
took a toy away. I threatened in a way that I shouldn't have. I spanked my child. Any of those things, like just notice and record the reaction. How did you react? And do not apply a label to that or a feeling to that. Just no judgment. (laughs) Just no judgment because when we judge ourselves, nothing fruitful can come from that. Number seven, ask yourself, what could I have done differently? Again, without judgment, just what could I have done differently? Okay, um, I could have noticed that I was feeling stressed out and reactive. I could have walked away. I could have taken a deep breath. I could have checked my thoughts behind my emotion. I could have taken those thoughts captive and flipped the script on them. I could have noticed that it was five o'clock and my kids were hungry. I could have noticed that I was more agitated because the house was a mess or I felt weighed down by all the things I needed to do or my kids were interfering with what I really wanted to be doing in that moment and I felt like I didn't have time to tend to their emergency or to their urgent need in the moment. Maybe you could have created a little bit more transition time before you asked your kid to leave the park or told them it was time to go. There's a number of things that we can do that really can change the outcome of certain situations, but we have to be in our rational mind to be able to apply those things until they are habit. And to be able to get them to be habit, we first need to start the evaluation process of figuring out why are we being triggered in this moment? Why are we yelling? Why are we punishing? Why are we threatening? Why do, Why are we out of control? Why aren't our kids listening? All of those things. We have to figure out the root reason behind that before we're able to go in and make some change. So I hope that this has helped you be able to know how to start tracking your triggers so that you can really decode why you're getting triggered in the first place and then stop losing your ever-loving mind or stop losing your cool when things start to feel a little fiery. As a recap, when you're tracking your triggers, you're going to want to ask yourself these seven things. Who was involved? Number two, what happened? Number three, how did you feel emotionally? Number four, what were your thoughts? Number five, what were your physical needs? How were you physically feeling? Number six, how did you respond or react? And number seven, what could you have done differently? So when are you most likely to lose it with your kids? Head over to the Joyful Mamahood Facebook group and let us know. We all have our different triggers and it's really fun to hear how we're all different, but also how we are all the same, right? And so what may trigger one mama may not trigger another. They may be perfectly fine with that. And, and this is really why there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. You can't just tell you know, one mama to make sure that her house is clean all the time and she won't be triggered. 
or one mama to make sure that she has a meal plan and dinners are packed for her extracurricular activities and she'll never be triggered again. That may not be a trigger for some person. Some moms are triggered by messy floors. Some moms are triggered by their kids sticking their tongues out or saying, shut up or stupid. And other moms, it doesn't bother them at all. But the basic foundational approach is that when you can follow these seven steps to track your triggers, you get more insight about how you are triggered and what sets you off. And then you're able to show up in a more proactive and responsive position as opposed to one that is reactive. I hope that you found so much value in this episode and I would just love to ask you if you would go and leave a review for me so that more moms can find this program. I've heard so much about how this has been just really encouraging and helpful and inspiring and I would love to be able to get these episodes into the hands of more mamas and without your reviews and you sharing that doesn't happen so please if you loved this episode and you have been blessed by this podcast please share it with your friends please leave me a review and I will see you here next week where we will be talking about what we can do when we are already in the middle of a situation where we are being triggered. Thanks so much for listening, and I can't wait to meet you back here next week. Hey, Mama, before you go, did you know that there is a community specifically for Joyful Mamahood listeners? That's right. Even though this episode is over, we don't have to say goodbye just yet. Grab a friend and follow the link to the Joyful Mamahood community in the show notes for deeper conversations around today's episode and to connect with other mamas in the hood. Thanks for listening to the Joyful Mamahood podcast with your host, Kim Macklin. If you loved this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast app and take a moment to review it on iTunes. Your review helps other mamas find this podcast and lets me know that you are loving what you hear. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, tag me, and share it on your socials. Now get out there and create your own joyful mamahood.